and you have me magnified. Receive our glory and praise today. We welcome you to this meeting. Thank you for help us, for your directors. We welcome you today. Let Jesus alone be glorified. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. We give God praise and glory. We thank Him for His faithfulness. Uh, this is the fifth day of our fasting and prayer meeting. Like I've always made us understand that um, the first month of every quarter, by the help of the Holy Spirit, we give it to the God in the place of a fast and a prayer. And this is the last quarter and the last first month to fast in this year, 2021. God has been faithful, more than faithful. And we give God the thanks and the glory for such a privilege. Amen to Jesus. Hallelujah. This month is start the world of restoration. And our uh, scripture has been Matthew uh, chapter uh, 17, verse 10 to 12. Amen. And it actually has to do with the restoration of all things. Yesterday we took a good flight by the help of the Holy Spirit, understanding that all things are to be restored are the whole of creation that was lost due to the fall of Adam, which Adam, as a result of our sin, effected, and that's all that must be restored back to the Father. And the act of restoration is actually bringing creation back to the eating experience and the eating life. Amen. And so uh, we had a wonderful time yesterday. We thank God for that. Uh, by the help of the Holy Spirit, the purpose of these meetings are to Enlighten our spirit man to what the heart of the Father is for this time for us. Amen. Uh, we don't have time any longer to waste. The Bible says, redeeming the time for the days are evil. We don't have no time to waste. So we must redeem the time. God has so much in stock for us. But uh, the actual fact is that we are not after the heart of the Father. So we do not get the best that God has for us. But I trust God that with these meetings, with these teachings, we begin to see the heart of the Father and go hard after it and get all that God has for us. Amen to Jesus. So wherever you are joining us from, we want to welcome you. We want to say we trust God that we're going to have a glorious time in His presence today. Amen to Jesus. Thanks to everyone who is joining in and who will join in later. Thanks to all those who click the like button. Thanks to, for, to those who share. Thanks to those who um, uh, placed a beautiful comment. We want to say the good Lord bless you. Thank you for allowing the Holy Spirit to use you as a media evangelist. Amen to Jesus. Now it amazed me that um, in the meeting we held in January, our fasting and prayer meeting we held in January, I was amazed to see that somebody came and put a beautiful comment there all the way January this year and um, I was really amazed and thank you to God for that. So I want to encourage you when you see the recent meetings, do well to go and um, uh, peruse over the previous meetings. You're going to get blessed. There's so much that God has in stock for you in every opposition. Um, you can also go um, to our online radio to get these teachings. Grace Life Kobe, you get it on Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, uh, Google Podcast, you can get it there and um, you get all the teachings lined up there for you and your life will never regret the same again. Praise God forevermore. Right, let's run into God's word quickly. Amen. We will continue. Restoration, day five, restore all things. Amen. And today we are going to be um, studying um, a, 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 another, um, let me use the word, uh, in continuation from yesterday, I'm going to be studying enforcing the restoration of all things. Enforcing the restoration of all things. Now, um, having understood that Elijah was an Old Testament prophet with the task of restoration, while John the Baptist was the last Old Testament prophet with the same task of Elijah, 
and every born again child of God is meant to continue the unfinished tasks of Elijah and John the Baptist. We've understood this. We understood this at least. We are going to lay this foundation from the first day. Amen. Even till yesterday. Praise God forevermore. Elijah was the Old Testament prophet with the tasks of restoration. John the Baptist came to continue. He was the last Old Testament prophet to continue. Praise God forevermore. Now, um, um, Jesus is bigger than the prophet. Some knew him as a prophet. When he said, who do they say? And I'm saying, they said, some say we are prophet. Some say a righteous man. Some knew him as a prophet. Some knew him as a righteous man. But Jesus was more than the prophet. Jesus is more than the prophet. Jesus is the son of the living God. He is God made flesh and dwelt among men. Whether you agree or not, um, that's your cup of tea or lipton or cocoa or whatever you take. This is what the word of God tells me and that's what I believe. We have Everybody has a right to his opinion and everybody has a right to his choice. And I cannot fight your opinion. I cannot fight your choice. It's what the word of God tells me and it's what the Holy Spirit has revealed to me. And I'm, I'm working with that. Amen to Jesus. Alright, so Jesus is more than a prophet and a good man. Jesus is the son of God. Amen. So that's why John the Baptist happened to be the last Old Testament prophet. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Jesus um, was why he was on earth. He actually was carrying out what I call the Mid Testament. Are you getting what I'm saying? The 33 and a half years he walked on the earth, it was actually the Mid Testament that was operating. Amen to Jesus. Yes, it was basically the Old Testament. Are we together? But his person on earth was the middle point between the Old Testament and the initiated New Testament that was better on the cross. Amen. So I call his presence him the Mid Testament. Praise God forevermore. And so he was not a prophet is a son of God. He is God of um, um, made flesh and dwelt among men. Amen to Jesus. Alright, we also learned that restoration is um, we also learned what restoration is and we also learned all the things that will be restored. We learned that restoration is taking the taking things back to the original state. Amen to Jesus. We learned that yesterday. And we also learned that all things have to be restored back to who? God. In and by Jesus. Amen to Jesus. Everything, every of understood that what has to be restored is creation. And creation has to be restored back to the creator. Amen. And it was done actually by Jesus through redemption. But we have a tax of reconciliation. The act of tax of reconciliation is actually a tax of restoration back to the original. Amen to Jesus. That's why we are here on it. In our, one of our lessons in church, we learned that the, um, the Holy Spirit put us here so we can mature. Amen. Amen. That's the purpose of the Holy Spirit putting us here. And part of the Part of the assignment attached to um, um, maturity is the act of restoration, which is the act of reconciling them back to God. Amen. To just all we are here to do is to bring it, is to bring creation to its original state, which is a state of what Eden. Are, are we together? As the Bible says, Romans eight for the earnest expectation of the creation, waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. Why? Because when the sons of God manifest, creation will be taken back to original status and original state, which is Eden. Amen. And I want to make understand so we're talking about creation talking about the whole earth the whole earth here we're talking about you doing that in your little family you doing that in your little um, um a compound where you live in your little area where you stay in your in your street in your community and uh, before you now start going to your city and then your nation and then the the, 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 the continent and the world at large and you know what i'm saying that's what it begins from your family you begin the restoration act of your way from your family making sure that everybody your family is in the Eden experience. They are in Christ, the Eden experience. Amen. Are we together? And tons and thistles is removed from their life. Are you getting what I'm saying? So evil is removed from the good. Are we together? We learned that yesterday. Praise the Lord forevermore. 
Hallelujah. All right. Um, and we also um, learned what all things to be restored entails within that. Um, we're going to go back to the teaching of yesterday and get these details now. In view of the knowledge we have acquired so far, it's also important we learn how to enforce restoration of all things. Now, restoration has been done by Jesus, by his blood. I begin to say, but we have a responsibility to enforce it. Amen. We have a responsibility to enforce what Jesus has done, the finished work of Christ. If you don't enforce it, it remains as un unenforced, um, 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 uh, um, uh, finished work. Praise God. And that's why we enforce. That's why we enforce. We are here to enforce. We are here to enforce. Praise God forevermore. Amen. In order to know how to enforce um, uh, the restoration of all things, we will learn from those who we are to continue their ministry. And who are those? Elijah and John the Baptist. The Bible says, follow them who through faith and patience obtain the promise. In our, in our fasting in the month of July, we took time studying a little of some of the spirit of just men made perfect, these heroes of faith. I always believe in learning from those who were before me. Are you getting what I'm saying? Um, and that's why when God enables me, I read. Amen. I like learning from those who were before me. Because uh, as a beauty said, if we will see further, it's because we stood on the shoulders of those who were before us. A generation that does not stand on the shoulders of those before them is a generation that will only see, that cannot see beyond these noses. Are we together? Like, like my, my, my mom always used to tell me that her mother would tell her, what you stand and you do not see, I will see them and I will see. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, that, that's a, that's a, that was that was the word of a uh, of a wise woman, and, and, and somebody and somebody once said, um, an old a parent told the child, he said, you may have more clothes than me, more clothes than me, but I have more rags than you. Amen to Jesus. That means I've worn more clothes than you. I know what life means more than you. Now, so yes, some of the times they may not have all the information we need, but it's also important we stand on what they have done. That's why we are standing on the shoulders of Elijah and the shoulders of John the Baptist. Amen. Because we are continuing their task and their ministry of restoration. All right. Elijah began his journey of restoration of all things in 1 Kings 17, verse 1, with his declaration to Ahab. That's where the journey began. Amen. That's where the journey began. And I'm excited about this teaching today because when the Lord began to open my spirit man to this teaching, I was so excited in my spirit. And 1 Kings 17, verse 1 it says, And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitant of Gilead, said unto Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall be there shall not be dew nor rain these years. But now underline this phrase I want to say now. Underline it, highlight it, because that's the crux of this whole teaching. But according to my word, according to my word. This phrase hit my spirit some years ago. And I knew that there was something about this phrase. When it hit my spirit years ago, I did not study about it, but I knew that there was something about it. But thank God in the course of this meeting, the Lord opened my spirit to it. Holy Spirit grant us revelation into your word in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Now, the, the above scripture reveals something very striking and important about Elijah, which we must learn. Elijah was a prophet, but in this verse, he did not speak in the realm and office of a prophet. And this is what we must grab here. In this verse, he didn't speak in the realm and the office of a prophet. Though he was a prophet, but in this verse, he didn't speak in the realm and the office of a prophet. We must grab it here. 
And why do I say so? Now let's look at who a prophet is. The Hebrew word for prophet here is um, uh, Nabi. And Nabi, BDB defined Nabi as a spokesman, a speaker, a prophet. So we can say, according to the Greek definition, that a prophet is a spokesman who speaks for another. Are we together? That means he does not speak his own words, but the words of his master. So he gives what is called reported speech. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Reported speech. That's what a prophet is. All right. Now, um, um, that, that, sorry, that, that, that's the Hebrew word for, for prophet. That's the Hebrew word for prophet. Praise God. Now let's go to the Greek word for prophet. The Greek word for prophet is um, prophetess. Prophetess, prophetess, prophetess. And Thea defines prophetess as, in the Greek writing, an interpreter of oracles or of other hidden things. An interpreter of what? oracles or other hidden things. Amen to Jesus. Alright, and in number two, it says, one who moved by the Spirit of God and hence his organ or spokesman solemnly declares to men what he has received by inspiration especially concerning future events and in particular such as relate to the cost and kingdom of God and to human salvation. So now, from the Greek, who is a prophet? Now from the Greek rendering here, a prophet is an interpreter of oracles or other hidden things. Thus, interpret what belongs to another, not himself, is that not so? He is an interpreter of an oracle. Now in Africa, we know what oracles are. Um, some of us that, um, that, that watch our local movies, some of us that don't grow in the village, we see oracles, they, they cast the oracles, they listen to the oracles. And you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. So oracles are part of the African culture. Amen to Jesus. And another thing is that they interpret hidden things, and the act of um, working with the oracles is interpreting of hidden things. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, these things are, are also find, they actually find their roots from scriptures. Amen to Jesus. They find their roots from God. Everything the devil does is a, let me use the word, is a, is a counterfeit of what God originated. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, in the Old Testament, the priest wore on his chest on his breastplate, two stones. There were some stones that were worn on his chest and breastplate. Uh, there, were, there were these precious stones are we together. Now the sapphire, the orange, and everything like that. Now when the priest wants to inquire from God, there are two stones he uses. They are called the Yuri and the Turi. The Yuri and the Turi is where the stones were inquiring. When he inquires of the Lord, that these stones either give light or they don't give light. Give you light speaks, go ahead. Don't give light speaks, don't go ahead. So those were interpretations that were known by the priest. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is where the devil got his oracle operation from. Are you getting what I'm saying? On the negative part. But the oracle is actually from God's point of view in the Old Testament. Are you getting what I'm saying? The Urim and the Turim. Amen. And it's only the priest that could do this. Only him could interpret the message. Because only he was what? Set apart for this assignment. Are you getting what I'm saying? So he doesn't give you a message of his own. He gives you a message from God after consulting the Urim and the Turim and interpreting them. Are you getting me? Alright, now number two, a prophet is one who declares to men what he has received by inspiration. By inspiration. So he doesn't just declare his words. He has to receive by inspiration. That's why when, um, um, when a, 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 
a prophet just declares his word, his word can fall. But when he declares as received by inspiration, those if this word does not that the word does not fall. Are you getting what I'm saying? The Bible speaking about somebody he said his words never fell to the ground. Scripture speaking, God says, so it, as, it, as, it, as, as the rain comes and does not return back without the grass's body, so is every word that comes out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void. It shall complete the purpose for which it was sent. Praise God. So, the, the, the prophet is one who receives what he speaks. He receives it by inspiration, especially concerning future events, and in particular, such as relate to the cause and the kingdom of God and to human salvation. Now, so this is one thing we need to understand about true prophetic ministry. He must receive by inspiration. Are we together? Number two, he speaks concerning future events. Number three, in particular, it must have to relate to the cause of the kingdom of God and to human salvation. Now, so if you are prophesying concerning the nation, for example, or you are prophesying concerning somebody, if it has nothing to do with human salvation and basically the kingdom of God, I beg to present this to you that you are actually not prophesying by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Because every word of prophecy by the Holy Spirit has an agenda. The agenda is to further the kingdom of God and to bring about human salvation. So when you wake up and just say this person will die, why is he going to die? Are you not saying? And the ministry of the prophet is not to put fears in people. The ministry of the prophet is to warn the people concerning future events and tell them so the solution, which the solution always has to do with the kingdom of God and what? Salvation. Example, um, Jonah. He came with a prophetic word from God to Nineveh. And he told that in 40 days, the Lord will destroy this nation. If you do not turn from your sins and do what? And serve the living God. The prophecy was complete. Why? Because number one, he told them a future event. Are you getting me? Number two, he told them the solution which has to do with what? The kingdom of God and the salvation of their souls. So when a prophetic word comes and it just hand, it just stops at future events but does not bring into play the kingdom of God and salvation of men, that is not a prophecy from God. It's a prophecy from a man's belly or a prophecy from the kingdom of darkness. And that is what they call a prophet or two. And you know what I'm saying? It must so tell you the problem and show you the solution. something. And the solution is always in the kingdom of God and the salvation of men. That's where the solution lies. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and seek my face and pray and turn from the wicked, I will hear from heaven and heal their land and deliver them. It always ends in what? Deliverance and salvation. Praise God for all. My focus is not this today, but I just want to bring this to your mind. So, those of us who like to hear prophecies, um, uh, uh, so we know when we are hearing a prophesier and a prophet liar. Amen. So, we know when we are hearing a prophet and a soothsayer. Amen. So, we'll be able to differentiate. It's important. Especially in these times where the spirit of the Antichrist has infiltrated the church, proliferated the church with false prophets and false teachers. 
Now we are in the era of false prophets. We are gradually, we are gradually um, migrating into the season of false teachers. The season of false teachers, like I said in one of the teachings, um, you can go back and is more dangerous than the season of false prophets. And that's the my emphasis. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Now, from the understanding we have derived from both the Hebrew and the Greek of who a prophet is, we see in the words of Elijah, according to my words, that he was not speaking as a prophet here. Is that clear? That's why I took out time to explain the prophet is. The prophet must speak somebody. He's a spokesman. He gives reported speech. He's speaking somebody else's word. He's speaking by inspiration. So basically, the words he's speaking here, they are not his words. They are someone else's word. But Elijah speaking here, he said, according to my word. In case you don't understand that according to my words, and you want to make bring a little bit argument, let's check out some other renderings. The um King James renders according to my word. The Bible in basic English renders but only at my word. You see, my word is still coming out here. International Standard Version renders except when I say so. It is the way God says so. Now, if he's speaking as a prophet, he's supposed to say according to the word of God, except when God says so, but only at the word of God. But yet, he removed God, let me use the word from the, from the statement, and he said, me, me, and the word of the hell. I get what I'm saying. The New English translation renders unless I give the command. <laughs> uh, the NHEB renders except by my word. And the WB renders but according to my word. Is that enough here for us? I believe that should be enough. So this makes us understand at this point, Elijah was not functioning in the realm of a prophet. He was not speaking in the realm of a prophet. I believe in the ministry of the prophet. The Old Testament prophet is uh, uh, um, culminated in the, in, in the revelation of Jesus. That is why John, the greatest prophet of the Old Testament, pointed to Jesus. And it makes us understand in Hebrews chapter 1, so it says, God, who has some time spoke to in, in the past to our fathers through prophets, and in this time spoken through his son Jesus. In the past, God spoke through prophets. In, the, in, the, in, 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 in this last day, sorry, he's speaking through what? Jesus. That is why John, the last and greatest prophet of God, pointed to Jesus. I don't say. So the ministry of the prophet is to point to Jesus. Not to speak. His words or speak words. I cannot say it. It's to point to Jesus. But yeah, Elijah was not functioning as a prophet here. Because the prophet, even pointing to Jesus, is speaking a reported speech. John said, and the Lord told me, Whosoever you see the Holy Spirit come upon in the bodily shape of a look, that is my son. That's the So he was working with what? Reported speech. Are you gonna say? But yeah, Elijah was not speaking a reported speech. He was not a spokesman here. He was not in quote speaking by divine inspiration here. <laughs> he was saying, This is my word, this is according to my word. Now, from all the red, from the remedies above, we can clearly establish that Elijah was not speaking from another person. He wasn't speaking for another person. Is that also? That is to say, he was not the spokesman of another here. Neither was he interpreting the oracles or hidden things of another. Are we together? Nor was he speaking by inspiration. Is that so? But he was speaking on his own. He was speaking his own words. And some of you say at this point, this is dangerous. Yeah, this is dangerous when you don't understand what it entails. And that's where we are going to. <laughs> and you know what? He said according to my word and he won't want to. 
of oracle wizard. I'm not speaking by explanation yet. I'm walking my world. There will be no rain. I'm going. Three and a half years, his word came to pass. What made this word powerful? What made this so powerful? This is the realm we are looking for here. Yeah. This is the realm we are looking for here. Yeah. I celebrate the prophetic, but I, I, I think I want this realm. When, when you can hold the whole nation to ransom, and they begin to look for you. Forget enough, you hold the nation to ransom, and you will be in the center of the nation, they're looking for you, and they will not see you. James 5 and 17, let's look. It says, Elijah was a man subject to like passion as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. Amen to Jesus. Amen. Now, um, um, when we read 1 Kings chapter uh, um, 17 alone, like we have read, when we read it alone, we will not get a full picture of what is happening here. Amen to Jesus. Um, um, and uh, we will not know the answer to this question and the secret of Elijah. Now the book of James gives us the answer to this question. Amen to Jesus. Now what is the answer? Bible says Elijah was a man of like passion as we are. There's nothing different. That was the same. It says, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. What happened there? Elijah did not just come out and say for my word, but he first prayed earnestly that he not rain for three and a half years. What happened in that place of prayer? When Elijah was in the place of prayer, Elijah became one with Yahweh in the place of prayer. Mm. He became one in the place of prayer. First, he entered with inquiry. Yahweh, what is your will for Israel's restoration? And he stayed in the place of inquiry. Some of us were so much in a hurry. We entered in the place of prayer and we have begun to make declarations. Speaking this, speaking that, speaking this, speaking that. Because we know plenty of scriptures. That's good anyway. But Elijah did not have scriptures in his time. But he knew that he needed to know what Yahweh was saying for that time. And he needed to know what the mind of Yahweh was. And he came into the place of prayer and making a part. And when he understood the heart of Yahweh, what did he do? He had to become one with the heart of Yahweh. So he became one with Yahweh in the place of prayer. First, he became like Jesus, who is one with the Father. And you cannot say, hey, this one. John chapter 10, John chapter 10, verse 30. Jesus says, I am the Father of one. If you go to King James, it says, I am my Father of one. If you go to the original translations, the original Greek says, I am the Father. That's why they wanted to study because he was talking about the Almighty Father. It says, I am the Father of one. So Elijah became like Jesus in the place of prayer. He became one with Yahweh. As he entered the place of prayer, he was not in a hurry to come out. He tarried. He pressed from inquiry. He entered into answer. From answer, he entered into oneness. And when he hits the, the pinnacle of oneness, he knew I can come out now. <laughs> Praise God forevermore. And let me get to the sense of it. This is who we are by a new birth. We are made one with the Father by new birth. In other words, as a new creations. Because by new birth, we become children of God. And 
the heirs and joint heirs with Christ Jesus. Praise God forevermore. Romans 8 verse 16 says, And if you were the heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. By new birth, we become one with God. We become one with the Father. Why? Because we are made heirs of God. We are children of God. Made heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. I remember on Sunday, the Lord began to help us know that we are hid with Christ and Christ in God. I always used to think that I am hid in Christ and Christ in God. No, 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 no. It was then I discovered on Sunday why teaching that it's not I am, we are hid in Christ and Christ in God. No, it is. We are hid with Christ. That means the same place where Christ is hid in the Father, we are hid together with him there. We are joint heads. Are we together? We are joint heads. We are united together with Christ in headship, tied together, and hidden by the Holy Spirit in the Father. So, in other words, if you want to remove us, you have to first remove Jesus. Are you know what I'm saying? Because we are totally locked up with Christ. We have been knitted in a way that we cannot be disassociated. So you have to remove Jesus from the Father. And if that's possible, then you can remove him from the Father. That's why I'm who shall separate us from the love of God? <laughs> because the force that can separate us from the love of God is the force that would have prevented Jesus from dying on the cross. And since no force can pre could present Jesus from dying on the cross, then no force can separate me from the love of God. Yeah. Let us try like crazy, he can't walk. I get what I'm saying. Yeah, I am an ocean under her. So we are, we are children of God and joint heads with Christ and heads with Christ. And also we are accepted in Christ, who is the beloved of the Father. Ephesians 1 verse 6 says, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he had made us accepted in the beloved. So because of our being children of God, heads with Christ, joint heads with Christ, and accepted in Christ the beloved, we are made one with the Father at new birth. So the new creation is made one with the Father. Are we together? So by prayers, Elijah lived ahead of his time. He lived ahead of his time. He entered into an era, a realm, and a dimension greater than his era, time, and realm. But prayers, but prayers, for those who continue this tomorrow, you understand more. But prayers, Elijah, fast forwarded his time. That's why he could not die. And you understand what I'm saying? Why he was in the present. Bible says, Enoch walked with God that he was not. The next person that had that same encounter was Elijah. And as was, a pastor was talking with me and said, She wants to believe that Elijah was in continue the assignment of Enoch. Elijah, by prayers, he fast forwarded his timing. Into a future that was even far. We're talking about into a future that was thousands of years ahead. He lived in that time while he was in his time by prayers. <laughs> so when Elijah came out of the place of prayer, it was actually Yahweh who came out and spoke. Hey! It was not Elijah that came out. I am told that Elijah was the one who came out of the place of prayer. It was Yahweh who came out. So it was not the It was not an explainer of the oracles. It was not an inspired man 
Jesus. Because Yahweh came in the human flesh called Jesus. But prior to that, Yahweh still did that. He came in the human flesh called Elijah. <laughs> oh my God. That is why it was the second person that came with Moses to come and see Jesus. Mm. Uh, only them and the other had this kind of strange encounters. When he came out of the place of prayer, it was not Elijah coming out again. It was not Elijah that came out, it was Yahweh that walked out. Yahweh walked out of the place of prayer. And I always said, according by my so for a moment Elijah had a taste of who the new creation is and what the new creation is meant to enjoy the new creation is Yahweh walking on the earth Elijah tasted it and look at you and me what are we doing with this experience Elijah entered it by prayer we entered it by let me say, Elijah had to strive, he had to fight, he had to struggle to get a taste of that life. But we know we didn't struggle. Jesus made the struggle for us. He went through the pain for us. He died just to give us what Elijah spent hours, days to get. And he didn't get it for him forever. He got it for a while. But Jesus did it all. That's why Jesus had to die and grow something. Because that kind of life, you get it by, you can't permanent it like that. In the Old Testament. You get it for a while. That's why after the while, that was when Jesus was starting on the free, the same Yahweh that walked out of the prayer became afraid. Because it was for a while. I get what I'm saying. Yes. I'll be teaching you some things in the course of the teachings. Tomorrow, let's go. <laughs> let's go. We'll hearing some things also. It was a shocking experience. I cannot say. That's why I remember uh, one of my, 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 my president, my fellowship director, and he said, God does not want to touch you. He wants to stay in touch with you. Yes. People say, all I need is a touch from you. No! In the Old Testament, they were getting a touch from the Lord. But in the New Testament, we don't get a touch from the Lord. We live in touch with the Lord. Yes. Elijah got in touch, and Yahweh came out of the prayer room, and Yahweh said, according to my word, hear what is happening. We are the ones who have this life, child of God. Elijah prayed to have a taste of it. Jesus died to give us it forever. We are not to be tasting it. This is the life we are meant to live. <laughs> so at this point, Elijah was not speaking the word of God as a prophet. God was speaking his word as one with a man. <laughs> he was not speaking the word of God as a prophet. God was speaking his word as one with a man. First, God's word became Elijah's word. It was interwoven. Are we together? Yes. It was interwoven. It was interwoven. That's why he came out and said, according by my word. In this place of prayer, they could not separate God from Elijah again. They could not separate Yahweh. Elijah, Yahweh, Yahweh and Elijah could no longer be separated. And that's what the new creation is. That's what the new creation is. The new creation cannot be separated from Yahweh. Amen. That's why Jesus came to die. He came to die 
So as he he says, oh, you know, I am the father and one. First John 4 verse 7, he says, as he is in heaven, so are we here on this earth. And you get and you did you understand what I'm saying? Jesus, when I was on earth, said, I am the father one. In the heaven, in heaven is one with the father. And then first John 4 verse 7 makes us say, he says, as Jesus is, as he's one with the father in heaven. And that took up. So are we one with the father here on earth? That's the beauty of the new creation. The new creation is one with the father. You cannot separate the father from the new creation. You cannot separate your way from the new creation. That's why when the Amasha, when the new creation is speaking by right, it is your way speaking. When this understanding bursts on your spirit, bursts in your spirit, you won't talk anyhow, you won't act anyhow, you won't behave anyhow, because you know that this is your way talking. This is your way behaving. I, 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 I don't understand what I'm saying. Elijah had a taste of this for a while. For a while. For a while. For a while. But Jesus died and gave it to us. For the rule of eternity. Amen. <laughs> so Elijah, at this point, man became one with God. At that point, when Elijah's climax, when he hit the zenith, man became one with God. You see, I'm not sure. I listen to a man of God. Why is I respect? I, I celebrate his ministry. His teaching ministry is too much. I celebrate it. He said there's there's a level of covenant. He said there's a level of fusion. Kata, kata. He said, you see, we the old covenant was there, the new covenant is there. He said, but the death and resurrection of Jesus was not to bring us into a covenant. The death and resurrection of Jesus was to bring us into a fusion with the Father. So that we are one with him. We don't live in covenant. We don't live in covenant prayer. We live in fusion prayer. I was one of the So, so shall a man leave his father and mother, and he shall cling to his wife, and they both shall become one, one flesh. They become fused. That was just a way to explain to us what the what the new creation is, who he is. He has fused with the father. The father has fused with him. So they have become one. Let me let me give you another person that had a taste of this. The three Hebrew children. The Bible says when the king Nebuchadnezzar threw them to the fire, he said, I see four men. He could not differentiate them again. I see four men. Before he said, I knew, and this is Shadrach again, Meshach and Abednego. But when they, when they entered into the fire, he could not differentiate them by this. What is it? I see four men. And the fourth one looks like the Son of God. So there was a mystery of robots. They are fused with the fourth man, Ayan Kokala, that they, they could not differentiate one. The fourth man with the, 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 the last three men. So he told them, please tell them to come. I need to differentiate them. If I leave them in this fire, I will not be able to differentiate them. So let me differentiate. Are you getting what I'm saying? Huh? And let me bring something to your understanding. Huh? When we come into the fire of affliction, huh? that is actually when we are becoming more fused. Huh? That is when we, are, when we are not meant to be separated from the fourth man. Hey! You know what? I'm not yet for Nana. But it's so painful that when Christians come into the fire of affliction, they come out in no time. Nebuchadnezzar said, tell them to come out. If I leave them there, they will remain there with the fourth man. Let me be able to identify them and differentiate them. Now let me tell you something. They are in the fire of affliction. You should not be in a hurry to come out. Because in that fire, you are in, you are in 
electronic fusion, your fusion is getting more is 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 getting better because fire purifies. It's purifying your fusion level. And let me tell you, well, some of the times people want to quickly bring us out of the fire. And the Bukanes say, bring them out. But the guys were not going, they were not they were not complaining. The Bible says when they came and what happened, the, the ropes had burnt, their heads did not did not send, and they didn't smell smoke. That means they were having a few days in the fire of affliction. And you get what I'm saying? Some of us more times are up and Parents want to quickly bring us on the fire of affliction. Our mentors, our pastors, our teachers, but child of God, that fire sometimes is important you stay a little longer. Because when you stay a little longer, as designed by the Lord, you become unseparable with the fourth man. Let me help you understand on that set of people that experienced this before the time also. And it was the disciples. When they came to the ceremony to pick Jesus, the Bible says that they could not differentiate Jesus from the disciples. And came to kiss it was yet they could not differentiate they they most were and then they see after Judas kissed the people that took Judas you can't trust this man a betrayer can never say the truth whether to the people who sent him or the person is working with so we can even when he kissed they couldn't believe because they were the, the, the disciples and their master looked as one and they see us they ask who do you come to look for they say Jesus he said okay I am with the girl so you better understand that fusion has been tasted by many in the Old Testament. Just make us know what we are meant to enjoy in the New Testament. The new creation is not a covenant being. It's a being that has fused with the Father. And they have become one, inseparable. Shakada. So Elijah at this point functioned as a new creation. And you know something? Yeah. He functioned as a new creation and enjoyed the benefits though he was in the Old Testament. He didn't function as a prophet here. He functioned as a new creation. I'm telling you, you know the people that will take nations for ransom to ransom? Men that are fully functional, functioning in the realm of the new creation. Those are people that will take nations. And like I knew that for me to do this assignment of restoration, prophet cannot help me this. Prophet cannot do this assignment. It's only new creation that can do this assignment. I can not say. He, 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 he stepped out of the realm of prophet and entered into the realm of new creation. He had to taste it just to restore Israel back. And do you know what? What he had to taste for a while to restore Israel back. Some of us have been in it for 10 years, mm. 12 years, I will not even be able to restore ourselves. You see, my people pay for lack of knowledge. When you don't know who you are, what you carry, you will make a mess of your, your destiny. Mm. And that's why you see, it looks like restoration people are crying because you don't know who you are. And God is saying, do you know who you are? Who you are is what Elijah used prayer, prayer to entire to, and he enjoyed it for a while. But I gave you this by the death and resurrection of my son. And you are still asking for resurrection. You are what Elijah was praying for. Hey! You are what Elijah fasted for. You are the fusion with me. You are me on earth. The new creation is one with the Father, as Jesus is. So he or she is the expression not the spokesman of the Father. 
The new creation is the expression of the Father, not the spokesman of the Father. Jesus is the greatest expression of the Father. That's why as he is, so are we. <laughs> That's why we are heads and joint heads with him. So Jesus is the greatest expression of the Father. The new creation is the next expression of the Father. So, child of God, if you are born again, you after Jesus, you are the next expression of the Father. Amen. You are not the spokesman of the Father. Uh, you are not the spokesman of the Father. You are the next expression of the Father. So, let me tell you something. Let me, let me shock you a little. Let me shock you a little. Let me shock you a little. The new creation is higher than one who is only a spokesman of the Father. Yes, yes. I'm only a spokesman, I'm only a prophet. The new creation is higher than you. Are you what I'm saying? That's the highest creation of the Father. The highest creation in Genesis was Adam. The highest creation after um, 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 the synoptic gospels, after the gospel, is a new creation. The highest creation is not the evangelist, it's not the prophet, it's not the pastor, it's not the pastor, it's not the uh, teacher, not the apostle, no, 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 that's what they have to do. The highest creation is the new creation. Now, you want to know the highest office. The highest office is not the Tuka, it's not the apostle, it's not the prophet, it's not the evangelist, it's not the teacher, it's not the pastor, no, that's not the highest office. The highest office in God is the new creation. In fact, for you to actually command the supernatural, for you to actually operate in the realm of God, you have to operate as a new creation, not as a prophet, not as a pastor. Not as an evangelist, not as a teacher, not as an apostle. Yeah, I can't even say. The Bible says these ministry offices were given for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the mission. Apostle Paul said it this thing. He says, All things are yours. Both life, death, they are yours. Another translation says, and it's an apostle says, and we are yours also. Another translation says, All things are yours, life and death, they are yours. And they are your servants, and we also we are your servants. And that's what you're that. So the ministry offices are actually servants to serve Nakuta, to serve, to serve the new creation so that they can fulfill their destinies as new creation. Wow. So also the ministry offices are also new creation, but they are giving leadership roles as new creation to serve the new creation so that we all as new creation can carry out our mandate on earth. Tell me, child of God, if we have 10 people who have this understanding in this nation, will we hold the nation to answer for Jesus? We are talking about a revival. We need the rest of them be the awakening of new creation mentality. We need the awakening of new creations. We need the Ripananda revelation of new creation because until we begin to realize who we are we will die like mortal men psalm chapter 8 verse say ye are gods but ye shall die like mortal men why because you don't know who you are no 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 no
is walking on the earth. This was what Elijah tasted, and he spoke and let the seed, and he held the nation for three and a half years. Yet we have new creations complaining about their nations. We have new creations complaining about their government. We have new creations complaining about their society. We have new creations in swallows. We have new creations that are depending on economies. Why are we doing this? Because we don't know who we are. The Bible says, My people but it's coming in you it's a move of the awakening the devil is fighting it that's why it's fighting ministries like my ministry I'm talking to a person and I told her something um, my ministry over the years has been a ministry of training and reproducing myself years ago my biological mother told me said, she told me she told me she said wherever you go reproduce yourself and train people who have abandoned me, train people who have literally told people, I mean, this one is not my father, I can have one. And train people who have, who have done a lot of things to me. But it doesn't stop me from training. And I tell people, I'm going to ask some of them, I will not mention names, but who they are today, they walk in, in, in the Lord. It was through the, the, the grace of the Lord. And I tell if you sit with me and sit with my ministry for three months and you drink it with you will reproduce what God has put in me. There was a lady who was in our church then. She said, after a meeting one day, she came and gave me testimony so that I said, I discovered every time I open scriptures, revelation begin to come out. If you sit on that receipt, the revelation will flow in your spirit. Because the grace of God in my life is to distribute. I am not a storer, I'm a distributor. And because I love distributing, the thing keeps coming. Sometimes I understand how the Lord, the Holy Spirit, gives revelation. I don't understand how it happens. Because I'm not here to come and build a niche around myself, man of God. No, 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 no. I'm not here to build a man of God niche. I am here to dissipate this thing. I want everybody that can carry it to carry it. Why? Because that's what the world needs. We need many new creations rising up. When we begin to rise up, we'll take cities for Jesus. We'll take societies for Jesus. We'll take nations for Jesus. We'll take continents for Jesus. <laughs> so the new creation is one with the Father as Jesus is. So he's the expression, not the spokesman of the Father. And he's higher than one who is only a spokesman, and is who is only a prophet of the Father. Same way Jesus was, and he's not just a great prophet. Some call him a great prophet, but he's not a great prophet. Same way he was and is, he's not just a great prophet, as many called him. He's one with God the Father. Same way Jesus is one with God the Father. That's the same way the new creation is one with God the Father. Elijah used this status of the new creation to cause a restoration in his time. Same status will be used to cause the restoration in our time. Nothing else. I, God has given us all that pertains to life and world, godliness. Jesus, when he resurrected, gave us all we needed to cause the restoration. To, to cause the restoration. We don't need to cry for another thing again. God, another status for restoration. Give me the anointing. No, you will be giving what it is. It's just for you to wake up to who you are. And then get them. And be ready to stand your ground. Elijah got the point saying, I, even I. You will get to a point that you'll be like, it is I, even I only. You will get to that point. I've been there for years. 12 years of ministry, it has been I, even I only. And my wife. And then God added my children. In fact, since I began seriously following the Lord, it, it, it has been I, even I only. Because all the people that are around me did not know me, did not know me, they will not know me. They, I'm just a mystery to them. You get to that point. 
But that's the revelation of the new creation. <laughs> Elijah entered into the new creation status and realm for a while by the vehicle of prayer. But we entered it by the vehicle of Jesus. The Word, who is the Word, and the Holy Spirit. Our vehicle is greater and our status is permanent in Christ. Can you talk about Us on prayer still. Don't say prayer, Elijah entered by prayer and we entered by Jesus, so that's all good. No. Elijah entered by prayer in an Old Testament revelation. We're going to enter, there's a place of prayer in the New Testament revelation, in the future restoration. Are you getting what I'm saying? And Elijah entered and stayed for a while because it was not yet time for the new creation to be revealed. But now the new creation has been revealed. That is why it is permanent. And it came by the faith of Jesus, who is the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? And we are permanent in Christ. Jesus told the devil and said, Except a man be born of the word and of the spirit, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So we are born of God by the word of which is Jesus and the spirit which is the Holy Spirit. Praise God forevermore. So Elijah entered by the vehicle of prayer, but we entered by the word and the spirit, by Jesus and the spirit. Elijah's status was temporary. Our, our status is permanent. So we have no excuse not to restore all things. We have no excuse. Child of God, we have no excuse. Elijah tried, we did the great work. John the Baptist tried, we have no excuse. The revelation of the person, the power, the identity, and the status of the new creation in Christ, Jesus, is a key to restoration. <laughs> this is not a knowledge, it's a revelation. When that revelation hits your spirit, who you are, who you are, our restoration will just start. You don't pray it at that point in time. Restoration will just erupt. There will be an eruption of restoration. Even Elijah did not know he entered new creation for a while. He didn't know. But we all of our problems are many of us even know about the subject new creation, but we don't know who the person of new creation is. We don't know the identity, the person, the purpose, the power, and the status of the new creation. Once that revelation hits us, and took once it hits us, restoration erupts. Restoration erupts. We are going to pray this morning. But before we pray, I want to pray for everybody that the sound of my voice. Who has not made Jesus another person? I said, well, see, you see, it is the beauty of new creation. It's Jesus that gives it to you. You want to say this prayer after me? Please say it after me. I encourage you. Say, General Jesus. I come to you today, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that you died and resurrected for me. And on Calvary Street, you shed your blood to remove my sins. Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I make you my Lord and personal Savior. Because you chose me, I choose you. And I choose to serve and follow you the days of my life. In the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, I thank you for receiving these words in your beloved. And I thank you for releasing the grace to serve you upon them. Thank you, Jesus, in the name of Jesus. How many of us want to pray this morning? 
I prefer to pray with you the morning. It's morning here, wherever you are, afternoon, evening. How many of us want to pray? We're going to pray this prayer after me. Say, Dear Abba Father, Dear Abba Father, I ask for you to reveal to me, I ask for you to reveal to me, by the ministry of your Holy Spirit, by the ministry of your Holy Spirit, through the Scriptures, through the Scriptures, who is the person of Jesus, who is the person of Jesus, the person. Person, the power, the power, the identity, the identity and, the status, and the status of the new creation, of the new creation in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus. Open your mouth This morning, if you know you are a new creation, then if you know you have received Jesus as another Christmas Savior. Is this for you? I'm going to be praying for people today. I'm going to be allowing the new creation to exercise the authority. Say, <laughs> so Jesus said, I give unto you power. The you there is a, is a, is a, a what they call it, a universal you, not a, an individual you. The universal you. You, which means every one of us who are peace. I give unto you all power. I train people there and I make them understand that the same. The word of God that uses what you are reading, the same Bible. The same anointing is the same anointing in you. So you can exercise the authority of God whenever you are. You don't need to call pastor. You don't need to call me to do it. One of the mentees there said, well, he felt a very sharp pain in his back. And he wanted to call me to pray for him. And remember, pastor said, we don't need to call him. We have the same power, which is the power of the word of God, the name of Jesus. Said that he put his hand on his back and he crossed the pain. And instantly the pain disappeared. I don't know, give you more testimonies. But it's what I know that this power is for every one of us. And no individual is a custodian of this power. Only the Holy Spirit is a custodian. And it's in you and in me. So we cannot use it. You know, it amazes me. Some, days, uh, 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 some weeks ago, I saw my four year old uh, daughter, who's going to be five years old. And I saw her say, In the name of Jesus, I cause this pain. I cause it. And I'm like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. The young lady is ready to go down to cause sicknesses. Running out of people now, beings are living people, objects. 
lives are leaving people. Liberation is operating now. Deliverance is taking place now. Mental disorders are reordered. Yes, insanity is excommunicated. Yes, delays in whatever kind are abrupted now. Yes, cause it, cause it. Go ahead and cause it. Go ahead and cause it. Cause it, cause that sickness. Cause that disease. Cause that rise and force me. Cause that setback. Ikadada, Iyato 
Elisha. Sign him on in the name of Jesus. Lord, by the unity of faith, the revelation of the Spirit, and the authority in Christ Jesus, by the power of His word, we enforce every declaration made by every new creation now in the name of Jesus. And we decree that speedy instant manifestation in the name of Jesus. As I preach it towards the end of as I spring, as I spring, the Lord began to lead my spirit to minister to those who need this revelation gift. You need it. You want it. The Lord says, don't come to what he said, bring seven ten and take your spirit and pour and put on them. You need it. The Lord says, as you, as, as, as you tell you, you can have it right now. Amen. Just stretch your hand and then I'm going to be releasing this same gift. This gift came by the Lord. Yes, I have a place of study, but over the years I've seen that this is not by study. It's by gifting. Today, by the, as such as I have, and truly have I received, I give up to you. Revelation gift from God's word. Let scriptures pop light in your spirit. Let the word of God pop in your spirit. Let revelations come without struggling, with balance and no bias. In Katu, receive it now in the name of Jesus. Receive it now in the name of Jesus. Receive it now in the name of Jesus. Let your eyes of understanding be enlightened. Let your spiritual ears be opened. Let your mind be receptive to revelations more from your spirit man in the name of Jesus. As you pick scriptures, scriptures shall be living in your mind, in your spirit, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So it is. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for your time. God bless you. Grace to you. See you tomorrow.